He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. This crowd is going to be silent. Cinderella story. Out of nowhere. Before a great keeper now. About to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a rat. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Hello everybody and welcome to week 73 of a Good Talk Spoiled Golf Podcast. Uh, it should probably be week 72, seeing as last week didn't really work for us. Uh, unfortunately, we kind of lost 9 and 7 last week to technology. Uh, I'd like to think we kind of half the first hole by just getting the three of us together on Skype um, from three different locations and me in the West using my mobile phone for internet. But unfortunately, um, technology kicked my ass. And I had we had a whine in the background over the two lads' voices. I must have got something wrong with the levels somewhere along the way. So sorry for everybody if they're um, ch- trying to tune in and find the show. Uh, hopefully, you saw on Twitter. We kind of tried to. I tried to cover it with my limited signal from um, out west. Uh, but we're going to do a little bit of a U.S. Open review this week. Just a few minutes, you know, give our thoughts on it, and then of course all the usual stuff on the show. Um, if anybody doesn't follow us on Twitter and would like to get the occasional tweet from us we're at podcast gts and on email we're a good talk spoiled at gmail.com will welcome to the show you're here joining me this week james is at acdc rocking it out but with a big long wig or i don't know what what he's doing really or uh, leather pants i don't even want to think about that um how are you um good yeah uh you know i know we missed out on last week and uh, I've been playing a lot of golf, uh, a lot of teams and stuff like that. We were uh, very unlucky there at the weekend. We were playing in the Metro Cup, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if I explained that, but you know, it was the quarterfinals, and the, the kind of the way it works is that it's nine singles for players of no less than nine handicap of last year. Yeah, it's a pretty solid golfers. Yeah, 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 it's it's good. It's match play, straight match play, five at home, four away, depending mm-hmm. on the draw. Uh, we were away again in the quarterfinals. We were playing against Delgany, and uh, unfortunately, we lost. I lost my match. I got beaten on the day by a better guy. Um, he, he played really well. He was three over gross for fifteen holes. Wow, that's very good. Yeah, it was tough to beat that, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, fair play to them. We it was came down to one match in the end that went to the eighteenth hole in Delgany, um, but unfortunately, we uh, we. We couldn't do it, you know. Mm. Then I was manager of the Senior Cup team, which was our first, our debut Senior Cup team for the Glen of the Downs. This is very interesting, yeah. To get the, the manager side of things where you're not playing, but you, you, you're kind of like the Jose Maria Lathabelle and the buggy with the radio in the ear and yeah, playing, every, I was, playing I was, every shot. And I was flying around on the, the buggy and uh, learned a lot. Uh, I said to the lads, you know, like a lot of people when they're potentially in management, they turn around and they go, oh, I would have loved to have been able to hit that shot again or be able to hit that shot they were hitting. And not once <laughs> did I ever want to hit a shot. Yeah, just in case anybody's not Irish and listening in, the Senior Cup is for all, like the super low, five and under, it's, isn't it's it? It's four and below. Four and below, yeah, so, so these, these are the good guys. Yeah, like the Glen of the Downs were playing Woodbrook and the lowest handicap was plus one. Yeah. So and that wasn't for Glen of the Downs, that was for Woodbrook. But we uh, we did very well. We It came, it was two all. Uh, sorry, just to let you know, it's best of five. It's five matches, you have to win three matches to get through. Mm. Um, and it's straight match play off scratch, and it came down to one match at the end, and uh, the final hole, the final hole of one of the matches, and unfortunately, uh, we we lost it on the 18th, which mm. is a, a bit of a shame. But uh, you know, it was great. It was our first time playing Senior Cup, and it was great for the profile of the club. And congratulations to all the lads who played. And yeah, it was great. It, it was. I had a fantastic day. You know, it was uh, a real insight into just into senior golf. You know. It was it was really good. It's really good for the, us as a club to ha- to get into this cup, and it'll start pushing people towards trying to play better and get into it on a handicap basis as well. Like get their handicap low to get into the team. Yeah, and ter- also also um, it might uh, get get other people involved in the uh, from other clubs. Um, as you close the door to our recording studio yeah sorry it's kind of banging <laughs> at the wind but uh, it, it's, it might it'll raise the profile of the club and so people who may be you know low handicappers who might want to join the club but, uh, but wanted to play senior cup you know, now you can turn around and go well okay I want to it's closer to my mm-hmm. house or whatever and there is that option of playing senior cup so. okay something I've been wanting to ask you um, 
have, did you learn anything from watching these guys about you know how to better play match play for yourself for your own game? Is there anything you saw? Just to put you on the spot. Is there anything I saw? Um, well, one thing I did take very much notice of was the way they practiced mm-hmm. prior to the event. Um, it was very much so. There was like the, they were just dropping balls left, right, and center. They were checking. They was all chipping and chipping and putting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was all around the greens. There was no real because they know how to hit golf shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know how to hit drives. You know, hopefully straight. They know how to hit second shots. But it was the up and downs. Okay, so that was the big thing. And one thing I noticed was the one of the days I was out practicing with a couple of the lads, Rob and Kenny, that. You know, they they actually they they made a point of showing me a particular putt that they'd been practicing with a particular flag, mm-hmm. and uh, they said, "Here, Will, you got to have a look at this putt." You know, because we we couldn't figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. right? so they put the ball down, and they the flag was there, and uh, I had a go at it, and uh, I put it out about a foot on the left, and uh, literally it was it went past the hole and kept going by about another six or seven foot. I nearly had as long a put back as I did before I started. Slippery little bugger. And we were looking at him, we were messing around, and uh, we, they could actually, they showed me that it was a case that they could hit the ball, they could stand parallel to the hole. Hit it away. Hit it up. Yeah. And it would just literally come all the way back down to the hole. It was, like, <laughs> it was the only way to get it near the hole. Yeah. And funnily what happened was that um, that's where the flag was on the oh, day of the match. Nice. So Did any of them have to put? Uh, no, no, no. But one of the guys, the guy, because uh, one of the guys didn't have a caddy, Matthew, and uh, I actually, as manager, was in a position where I could walk around with him because it actually came down to his match. So. Yeah, and give him help. Well, yeah, to. it was just a case of walking with him and having mm. someone there that he could, you know, that we could talk about anything. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So in the end, he actually came up to that hole and he hit the ball about maybe well, the, one of the greatest chip shots I've seen for an amateur, you know, to be in that position. And he he um, he put it twenty foot past the hole, checked it, and it just. It just rolled back right down beside the hole. Nice. You know, um, it's all about up and downs, and like it's all about putting the ball in the position. It's not about going for flags. It's about putting the ball um, where you're safer. Yeah, in a place that doesn't potentially cause cause yeah. cause you. It's more knowing shots. it's, it's yeah. knowing what flags you can attack, mm. what flags you can't attack, um, and th- that's pretty much it. You know, they they can hit golf balls. They've you know they're they're, they're great. Uh, the other thing I noticed was the fact that. You're never. It doesn't matter what um, what handicap you are. People still duff shots. Yes, even uh, the pros do. Even the pros do. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that was the big thing. Was that uh, mistakes were happening um, in the middle of matches? There was bad shots happening. There was some ridiculously good shots happening, but there was pressure. You know, and uh, they're still only human. They're still only people, and mm. they still only have the same heads on their shoulders that we have. Yeah, it's just they're at a different standard. They practice more. They um, but it was it was just a great experience to be part of it. And you gonna go for captaincy again next year? Well, cap- management. Um, management. Management. Sorry. I've, yeah, yeah, I've already kind of said suggested that I would like to be part of it because of the fact that you know now I've been part of it, I'd have a few ideas as to mm. how to do things a little bit differently than what I did this year. Yeah, cooler, cooler pants for the team, or yeah, but not even yeah. that. But yeah, well, maybe <laughs> cooler pants for the manager. Oh yeah, uh, but like just a different way of. Um, you know, having more time and not not everything just coming up on top of me. Like one thing I noticed for the day from a management point of view is that if I could have changed one thing is that I would have been up in the golf club maybe a half an hour to an hour before that before I was, mm-hmm. so as I could get a lot of the, the the organizational stuff out of the way. So you could just deal with the lads and say right. Yeah, oh, yeah. you know, oh, and that was the one thing I learned personally because everything then was on top of me. Uh, I felt like I was chasing my tail. That's um, fine. Now you're you're good at spinning around quickly. Oh celebrations. yeah, no, no. I've seen you celebrate putts and spin around like ballerinas. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, as they say, my god swing reminds me of the Tasmanian Devil. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so myself and James, we had our fun in Carn there last couple of weeks. Everybody knows we kind of are in love with that place just <laughs> a little bit. So um, we'll definitely be trying to get back down there before the end of the season. Um, the green, unfortunately, they haven't had the best growth, so the greens weren't at their best. It was difficult to hold on putts, but you know, one of the afternoons after a foggy morning and a bit of rain came in, the sun came out, and within a couple of hours, that place was starting to firm up and get a bit bouncy and fiery. And it's, it's amazing how quickly it just dries out with that you know sandy base soil. So um, 
we can't get enough a little bit about Karn now in a few minutes time I actually got to sit down and talk with the manager of Karn just about the course and stuff so we'll get to that in a few minutes what um, was his name again Jerry Foley so we've Jerry got Foley, a nice yeah. little uh, prize as well to give away um a little bit of news to catch up on. Um, unfortunately, we've got to start with a little bit of sad news. I always liked this guy, Peter Oosterhouse, the commentator. I liked his voice. his very calm demeanor on yeah, the TV. Yeah. I liked listening to him a lot. Unfortunately, um, he's announced he's had an early onset Alzheimer's. Now, everyone knows he's retired from doing TV coverage uh, for Golf Channel and CBS not too long ago. Um, obviously, this is the reason why it's unfortunate. He, was kind of, he said himself that... He found himself in a lot of situations where he wasn't able to reference historical things. He just kind of commentated on what was actually happening at the time. Yeah. So, uh, very sad, and hopefully it doesn't progress any further from where it's at. Uh, fingers crossed for Usti. Uh, he was one of my favourites. Yeah, he, he divided opinion a bit, but I, he had me on the right side of the fence. I always liked listening to him. Himself uh, and Monty always made for a good old... Uh, back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, always good. Like, I never got to see him play much golf. And, like, you know, shot here and there and highlight reels from over the years. But apparently he was a very good golfer and a lovely swinger of the club. He was South African, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with, let's go with yes. Let's go with yes. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for setting us up for a fail there. Yeah, um, of course. Another a, a reported fail um, from a very reputable, inverted commas, um news outlet in America the National Enquirer as everybody can imagine if they don't know is um, they sensationalise things a little bit but they've reported that Tiger Woods had an affair with Amanda Duffner so uh, take take from what you will but t- Tiger has a checkered history who knows what happened there, there are reports here and there so for those of you who let's say are Irish and don't know uh, who the National Enquirer is they they may, they may be akin to uh, the Waterford Whisperer. Yeah, yeah, something like that, or you know, a, a red top paper that may bend the truth a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so uh, another interesting. Okay, get, let's get past that because I mean that that's what's going to come out about the tiger anyway. Uh, just thought, thought it was a, a, a funny little piece of fluff to throw into the show. Uh, he has released a video of his new course, Blue Jack National, which we spoke about a few weeks ago. Yes. I, I couldn't find out too much about it, but this seems to have shown an awful lot more about it. And looks really interesting. So his whole ideology behind it is to make it kind of Augusta-like, you know, quite wide fairways, somewhere where you're not going to lose your golf ball while you're playing around, unless you hit it into the water, of course. You know, flat but very fast greens, um, you know, pitch areas to pitch on. So, you know, not ridiculously hard. You can play it, but it'll be firm and fast. And you're not going to lose your ball in the undergrowth of the trees. So if you hit it into the trees, like he's doing a lot these days, you're going to be able to get to it and hopefully find an escape alley somewhere. So it does look very nice, and uh, they're mostly most of the way towards it being done. So it'll be interesting to see it, uh, it when it's finally done, and if it, if they do ever try to go after a tour event or even start off with like a, a lower tour event to try get it up and running. Um, so that's that. Tiger Woods, uh, so Blue if, Jack National, Blue Jack National. Yeah. So if the uh, if his golf game doesn't come back, you know, he's got, he's already establishing a career as a golf course architect. So uh, yeah, and he's also designing golf courses with himself in mind. <laughs> so he's designing them so he can never lose a golf. Course. So the hole will be eighty yards long and three hundred yards wide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Robert Allenby, who got beaten up or allegedly beaten up in Hawaii at the start of the year. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there was a. A lot of people took that with a pinch of salt, but he did have a pretty badly beaten up face. A guy, a man in Hawaii has pleaded guilty to using his credit cards to go on a bit of a frivolous spending spree. So hopefully he had fun because it reportedly he'll get a five-year sentence for that. Wow. Ouch. So uh, somebody else who's involved in a bit of, uh, supposedly involved in nefarious activities. Well, sorry, who unfortunately got involved in it Phil Mickelson allegedly transferred 2.75 million dollars to Greg Silvera who has pleaded guilty to money laundering as part of an illegal gambling ring now Mickelson wasn't exactly named in the documents in the court PM was used uh, in you know received 2.75 million from PM so uh, people are putting two and two together uh, this has gone to the golf channel I don't know it's, it's not like it, them stepping too far into personal private matters for such a big news entity well, it's hard to know. PM. Oof. It could be anyone there, you know, so. But, yeah, but the, if, if Phil's a nice guy, yeah. but, like, he, you know, there's a lot to be said for the fact that he does have a, a name for being a bit of a, 
you know, he likes his gambling. He had that FBI, alleged FBI yeah. investigator. The FBI allegedly were investigating him as well last year. So, look, uh, let's see what comes out in the forthcoming weeks. You never know. It could be nothing at all. It could be some other guy <laughs> with the initials PM. Pete Mitchell. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Codename Maverick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so that's little bits, bits and pieces of news. Let's move on. Um, I got to, I got a chance to sit down and talk to Jerry Foley. We had this on the show last week. So unfortunate that the show went kablamo. Uh, I'll learn my lesson and try to be better at tech stuff next time around. Anyway, we're going to play this clip from this little talk with Jerry Foley. I had only 10 minutes long. It's kind of cool. His thoughts on you know hosting bigger events out there, building golf out in the west of Ireland, and Carn itself. So here we are on Main Street Bell Mullet in the Talbot Hotel, and opposite me is Jerry Foley, Business Development Manager of Carn Golf Links. Jerry, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Barry. Delighted to be here. Um, so one of the reasons we got you on uh, was to kind of tell us a little bit about the course and the program itself. You unfortunately didn't get a chance to play in it this year because you were so busy with all the staff there getting the program up and running and making it such mm. an unbelievable event. And mm. this is our third year back, and. I can't foresee us missing one for the next 50 years because yeah. we enjoy it so much. Yeah. Um, so it is a lot of work, but uh, ultimately very rewarding, is it? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the, the Pro-Am has been, uh, we've been running it now for the past 17 years. And uh, when Shell got involved about eight years ago, they've been uh, really a tremendous support to the Pro-Am. Interestingly, and many of your listeners probably don't know this, uh, Shell sponsored two golf events globally. And one of them is the Pro-Am here at Cairn, and the other one is the Houston Open in Texas. It's a big so sister event. Yeah, absolutely. And they're the only two golf events that Shell sponsor around the world, so uh, it's, you know, it's great to be working with them. Um, yeah, it's been particularly busy just getting, you know, to be fair, a lot of the work is done by the team we have there, mm. um, you know, but a huge amount of effort goes into getting the course prepared. Our new greenkeeper, Dara Higgins, was working literally around the clock because weather conditions haven't been as good as we would have liked. No, the temperatures um, have been a little bit down, haven't they? Yeah, it's just generally, I mean, compared to last year, and it happens in golf, um, you know, you just need the weather to get the growth. And uh, But I, I have to say, despite that, the course was in tremendous condition. Oh, it really was. Um, Do you know what really kind of told for me was that uh, one of the mornings it was bucketing rain, it had been raining as well over the night, and once the sun, we had a fog delay for an hour and a half. Once the sun came out, the course was dry within, I'd say, an hour. And it was firm and bouncy within about two hours. So it, yeah, the, the links really kind of showed its teeth. You uh, know, yeah. how, how big a change it can make in, in less than exactly. half a day. Exactly, and I think that is the beauty of Lynx golf. I mean, it can be challenging when the wind blows, but, I mean, you can play a Lynx mm. golf course pretty well all year round. They never close. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of all year round, there's another <laughs> event coming up. You guys get involved in plenty of West Coast swings and... You know, multiple yeah. course events. There's one coming up, the Friends of Carn, in yeah, this, October. Yeah, this, this is this is a new event uh, we just decided on in the last number of months, and uh, I think it's going to be a fantastic event. Uh, we're intending to get just because of the time of year, it's the middle of October. We're going to line up about forty uh, four-person teams, and uh, already, I mean. I think without even trying, I think we've got that 75% full. We haven't even really started to sell it, which is, which is, which is, which is great. And, uh, it'll be a three day event. I, I think it helps also. It's, you're hitting that time of the, the golfing calendar, the golfing season where there's less things happening. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, maybe for some golfers, they might do another event like this before Christmas and maybe till the new year. It's a, essentially a, it's a two day competition. But there's a practice day on the Friday, so it's 16th, 17th, 18th of October. Um, it's it's fantastic as value value as well. I mean, we're we're offering deals. It's it's a steal. I have yeah, to say, yeah, it's, 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 it's an absolute <laughs> steal. Like get on top of it, folks. Like it's yeah, crazy. 180 euros for three nights B and B in uh, a local hotel, and three rounds of golf, 180. I mean. You know, where would you get it? I, I actually don't know. Like, if you guys threw in a pint of Guinness, it'd be the deal of the century. <laughs> uh, maybe you'll find Jerry here, maybe in the Talbot or in the clubhouse. You might be able to ping him for a pint. Yeah, yeah. But there's, there's, there's other ones as well you guys do with, um, you get involved with other clubs, you know, clubs around, around the area yeah, to find drag business to five, the area. Five years ago, we started an event uh, in conjunction with Ennis Grown and uh, Sligo Ross's Point um, called the Atlantic Coast Challenge. Mm. 
and that's sold out. Um, it's running in early July, 6th to the 8th of July. Um, so three day event, three different courses, and 125 teams. It's enormous. Yeah, just proving yeah. the popularity of golf is growing immensely out here in this part of Ireland. Yeah, I, I think as well, to be fair, the, the West Coast, um, a lot of people are just beginning to discover how good Lynx golf is. I mean, the Americans have been coming here for years, but they've probably started down in the Southwest mm. with swing, uh, covered, you know, Tralee, Waterville. La Hinch, uh, Ballybunion, um, Dukes. Uh, now they're discovering and have discovered the the north of Ireland, Royal Port Rush, Royal County Down. And while they're playing in the West, I think they're really beginning to see, you know, fantastic value, but also how great the courses are. Mm. You know, some of the best courses on the planet are on the west coast of Ireland. Speaking of great courses, I, I the one that I want to see the most in play, and hopefully we can get it next year, is the ultimate plan for the current championship 18 which is which will involve the current back nine and a new nine that's been secretly growing in the background for about two years yeah that's right and uh we're we're calling that group the let's say the new 18 mm. uh, the wild atlantic dunes oh and nice. spectacular views over the atlantic ocean the new nine um is just an amazing stretch of holds um i think some of the most spectacular links holds in in Europe and probably the world yeah it's a bit ridiculous you could put like nine of them together yeah yeah, yeah. The, it's, a, it's a bit mind-blowing it's like it's quite mentally taxing as well but you know ultimately hugely rewarding yeah no it's it, it's difficult it's challenging there's no doubt about that and you know when the wind blows it's extremely challenging but but having said that um golfers love it mm. and the scenery is absolutely spectacular but it's it's just amazing. I mean, people have said to me it's like a walk on the moon. It's a roller coaster, and uh, you know it's it's great to hear that response. Uh, Kevin Markham just did a piece recently, and he just said Karen is an adrenaline rush, and we're hearing that constantly. It's mm. it's not just from golf writers. It's just from players who come from all parts of the world, whether it's Asia, Europe, or America. Britain, um, they just love the experience. And you might have golfers from all parts of the world coming soon. You'd uh, CNN were here to do a bit of a TV piece yeah. on the, the northwest swing of golf. That's that's right. Um, and they actually focus this time more on on the west coast links. Mm. So they they started in Connemara, and then they made made the way up the coast up to ourselves at Carn, and uh, then finished. In, in Enniscrown and did a further piece at Royal County Down at the Irish Open and the CNN show went out in 255 territories around the world presented by Shane O'Donoghue mm. who was uh, keeping himself very busy in the United States I think he was on Fox Sports with Greg Norman commentating on the US Open at the weekend uh, I have to say Shane did a brilliant show um, and the West came out really well Every, everyone was delighted with it and uh, yeah, we're certainly hopeful that it'll bring a lot more golfers to Cairn and obviously to the other courses in the West. And in fact, in interestingly, uh, two Canadians were down in uh, McDonald's pub, which featured the other night. And uh, they said, we're here because we saw you on CNN. No um, way. Yeah. That's only what, June the 4th? Went yeah, it, it aired for about two weeks, June the 4th to I think the 17th. And so in less uh, than three weeks you have two guys from... Two guys walking into a local pub saying we're here because we saw you on CNN. Winner. <laughs> I love that. Well, look, if we can get you two people from just down the road on the back of this podcast, we'd, we'd consider that a success for us. Yeah. Or even just from the east coast of Ireland. But yeah, if any of our listeners want to find out a little bit more... They can go to the website, which is all yeah. new and looking really slick. It's carngolflinks.com. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And also just take a look at the Urus region in general mm. and Bell Mullet. Um, there's so many things to do here, you know, so many water sports and cycling, hill walking. I mean, there's just an abundance of activity. Yes, yeah, so you're not stuck here only for golf. Like There are things to do after golf Loads if you come things. here on a holiday to the La West. Last year it won a national competition through the Irish Times, the best place to go wild in Ireland. Brilliant. So if you like your golf, definitely come here. But you know what? If you just want to enjoy the delights of the area, you'll have a great time. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, no, I couldn't recommend it enough. We will probably be joining on the distance membership thing, which you guys do, which is great. Yeah, uh, yeah. I we're think, that, think that's in our plans. Good, delighted to hear. Um, yes, we're, we're running 
for people a hundred kilometers outside of Carn, mm. just beyond the hundred kilometers, you can get uh, one year's membership for two hundred and fifty euros. It's, so al- it's almost worth it just for the feather and the cap to say I'm a member of this club. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it'll be good to it's good to come down, and it gives us an excuse to come down and play on multiple weekends. Yeah, and you know, we're looking forward to seeing you, Barry, and hopefully, many more people will be coming down from the east coast and yeah. all over Ireland. Absolutely. So, yeah, if anyone wants to get in touch with Karn, the contact details are on the website KarnGolfLinks.com. They're also on Twitter, Karn Golf Links. I'm trying to get Jerry to take over the Twitter for, for Karn, but teach him about that social media and stuff like that. Um, there, you know, you guys will be able to. Or watch. just ring us, ring, you guys. ring us oh nine seven eight double two nine two. Um, you know, people will be happy to uh, sign you up there and then. Yeah, or just show up on the doorstep and just demand show up. to play lots of golf. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. they'll be happy to help you out with it. Well, Jerry, listen, thanks a million for joining us on the show. Thanks, Barry. And we look forward to seeing you again the next time we're down here in the West. Thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you soon. So that was uh, Jerry Foley from Carn Golf Club, the business development manager. Thanks a million to Jerry for giving us his time and for also entertaining us while we were down there uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Jerry has very kindly offered to give a four-ball voucher for Carn to one of our listeners. So... What we have decided to do is to get you guys to tweet uh, with lots of little hashtags and stuff to give Karn plenty of publicity for their kind, generous offer. So I will put this out on the Twitter, but if anyone's really fast at listening and typing stuff down, the tweet is, I want to visit at Wild Atlantic Way to play hashtag links, hashtag golf in at Karn links with at podcast GTS. Or you can just go, <laughs> or you can just go check our Twitter at podcast GTS and grab that tweet and uh, fire it out. I think we'll go retweets are fine as well because they go out to the yeah. the world too. So uh, if you just retweet that from our account, I just want to say that Atlantic. again. So it's I want to visit <laughs> at Wild Atlantic Way yeah. to play hashtag links hashtag golf in at Karen Links with at podcast GTS. And with a little asterisk, saying, uh, note that uh, we won't be there to play the four ball with you, unfortunately, unless you invite us along. Unless, of course, you invite us along. We're we're happy to announce for a golfing weekend, but yeah, definitely go get the get the tweet out. Um, multiple entries not allowed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, get you, yourself down to Carn. Now, and, last well, week we did have the. It was Sunday the, at the fifth. Was good point. The, yes, the cutoff day. We are going to extend it. To Sunday the twelfth at midnight GMT. So that you've got two weeks. We'll mention it again next week. It's a four ball voucher for one of the best links courses in Ireland, if not the world. So uh, get your entries in, folks, and somebody will win that awesome prize. Can right. I win that? No, you can't. But we, we're going to go down. We're doing I think it. I asked the same question last week. Yeah, you ask it every week. We have something to offer. Anyway, we're going to do a podcast trip down there, so we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Um. That was great. That was very nice of Jerry, though. Yes. To give that, uh, to give that prize. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. And like from what you guys were saying, you had a great, great time down there. That the course was amazing. I heard you now. It's great. You know, having seen like I know James was posting up photos on Facebox. Facebox, yeah. Sorry, that's what I call Facebook. Twitter box and Instagram. Twitter box, and yeah. And <laughs> Instarist. Instarist, yeah. That he was showing photos of a lot of mist and stuff like that. This, uh, one of the days nearly called off or something was it we had an hour and a half delay this is gas like, so we were talking to the locals and they said this never happens it's been five years since we have a, we've had a mist that's come in like that it's yeah. just so weird but when the weather did you know the weather came and that band of clouds from the Atlantic disappeared it was absolutely glorious so uh, yeah wonderful part of the world and when you're not playing golf you just drive along the coastline and the, the views are just ridiculous you're, it's yeah and you finished top 20, didn't you? We we were 15th. 15th yeah. out of... It's not bad. Uh, out of 56, yeah. That's good going. So, uh, yeah, we were one point out of the prizes. Um, I'd like to needle James about this. Uh, well, we, he's not here, so needle away. Needle away. So, James James had a putt for par in one of the holes. Myself and Stuart were out of it. It was two to score from four. Yeah. Uh, Mark, had, Mark got in for a bogey. Our pro got in for a bogey. James had a putt for a par. Now, he had a shot in the hole as well. Or did, Yeah, he did have a shot in the hole. Sorry, Mark made a par and James had a putt for par. Missed that. And had like less than a foot left for his five, and kind of walked up and casually just like mm, as if it counted for nothing. And he missed it. And he missed it, and it was down for a six, and it cost us a point. At that point, now look. At the same time, I didn't say anything. I was kind of trying to say something at the time, but you only open your mouth, and it's like <laughs> you know, no, nothing comes out. So we got down to the next tee box. I was like, that putt you missed was for a five, wasn't it? Yeah, that cost us a point for the team. Uh-oh. So anyway, it did. It motivated us all for the rest. So it was a nice catalyst and got us going. So you never know. Butterfly flaps its wings. We might have actually finished worst, worst because of it. So okay. Uh, so just for all you listeners out there, 
the finish your putts in a team competition. Doesn't matter what yeah. you think yeah, yeah, yeah. you have or whatever. Put the ball in the hole. Yeah. Properly. Yeah. And yeah. then when you walk off the green, then you ask the question. Yeah. Say, so yeah. I had a six. And someone says, okay, well, you didn't have a shot there. Then you go fine. Yeah. Or wait yeah, until yeah. someone turns around to you and says, you're okay. You can pick that up. Especially yeah. the person marking the card. If the person marking your card tells you you have a shot, you have a shot. If they tell you don't, you don't. Yeah. It's it's just, it's a good little rule of thumb to have. And to oh, go we've all done it. Like, I've done it on a couple of times, you know. And it's cost you, maybe it mightn't cost you the winning, but it can cost you a prize. Oh, yeah, yeah, it can. So, look, uh, once, you'll never do it again once you've done it once. Uh, much like me playing the pros golf ball last year and that <laughs> blowing up, completely blowing up our team's uh, yeah. chances. Anyway, moving swiftly on from that embarrassing moment of my golfing career. Uh, let's. The one thing that really disappointed me about last week, we had a great chat about the US Open. Uh, it was brilliant, unfortunately. It wasn't broadcastable. Uh even though I tried. So, the US Open. I got to see a lot of this um, in the midst of Guinness, Dan and Karn. It was really, really good. I loved it. Uh, despite all the craziness of the course with its, you know, extreme runoffs, the cauliflower broccoli greens, depending on whatever vegetable you prefer, if you're Swedish <laughs> or Irish, the unhittable fairways that would, you know, the hogs backs and, you know, landing the ball one side of the fairway and running off into the rough or a bunker on the other side of the fairway, which is just crazy in some cases. Uh, you know the crowds being in stands people giving out about slipping on the slippy grass how is grass slipping when it's dry I don't understand this weird fescue stuff uh, you know five holes that the crowd couldn't even walk beside which is a bit bit silly but all that said I thought it was a really good US Open in the end you know the best, the guys who seemed to be playing the best got to the top of the leaderboard and were there you yeah. know? and the guys who didn't play great weren't there so yeah. You know, isn't that what the golf course is supposed to identify? Who's playing best the week on the week? One thing I liked uh, most about it was that like you had a lot of people talking about it to the commentators afterwards, and um, they were pretty much saying that it gave them an opportunity to use their imagination, mm. uh, the creativity. So that's what came out in, in the week was that these guys had to think about. Uh, it was links. It was it, it was semi links yeah. insofar as that like I know there was like un, a lot of undulations, whereas links is normally flat and whatnot ish. Mm-hmm. Like this was going high altitude, like you know, that kind of way in, in certain spots. And obviously, we could speak about Jason Day in, in later on. But mm. the, as, as Barry said, the cream rose to the crop. But what's great about this as amateur golfers is the fact that you're seeing amateurs looking or seeing professionals looking like amateurs. Yeah, they're getting. And we can only imagine how tough that is. Cause we'll never know. They're getting found out by yeah, difficult, difficult situations. You know and. What could be an easy situation for, for you know, a difficult situation for us could be easy for a pro or whatever, but it's all perception, you know. And like you said, they got found out on certain shots, you know. They it's a, it's a major. It's supposed to be a bloody test. It's not supposed to be easy. You're not yeah. supposed to be able to just have straightforward easy shots, you know, chip and runs, or you know, be able to you know lob it up there with a one bounce check and stop it dead by the hole. It's not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be difficult. You're supposed to have to use your imagination and a bit of creativity and some shot making skills. But there was actually like you know couple, there was only like a couple of times we actually heard the commentators turn around and going, I can't believe he got check on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then the other great quote was uh, Rob Lee. Uh, from Sky Sports turning around and going, um, oh, I can't remember what he said now. It was in my head and it's gone now. Say something. You can well, say something, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something. Listen, we'll come back, yeah, it'll filter back into your head and at the end of the show we'll just blurt out a phrase. Um, look, I really enjoy. I really enjoyed it. I did. St- we were up until 4 a.m. watching it on the Sunday. Will's still freaking out here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, go let's, on. Let's, yeah. let's go. Th- let's go through the combatants of the U.S. Open. Okay, um, let's go through the guys, the almost winners. So the McElroy, one, the one the McElroy. Okay, let's go. To Will's favorite golfer, McElroy. He got off to another slow start in a major, which it seems to have cost him. That's two this year. He's got off to a slow start, and no matter how awesome he is, he's very awesome. And he did finally kick some ass on Sunday and got himself up there. And everyone was thinking about a low sixties round to really put himself in the hunt. He got close. You know, he figured it out in he the end. He got two under. Yeah, yeah. And so, then all of a sudden he missed that putt on 14. The little small, yeah. well, when I say short putt, uh, he missed, what was it, five putt? Missed that. Yeah. Uh, and then bogeyed 15, bogeyed, uh, it, sorry, whatever way the holes were, he, he bogeyed two holes and he expected to, bur- to birdie 16 and 18. The momentum was, went. Didn't momentum it? gone. Like, yeah. You know, um, you know, but like, this is the one thing, I, I'll say this now, is that, you know, it, my perception of McElroy in this in this scenario is that he's not playing as much practice as other guys because he's got a lot of uh, 
um, thing about what are the commitments? Commitments, yeah, thing about yeah, thing about right? <laughs> so what I find very amusing is the fact that your man, that guy, the Mike Davis, the USGA, USGA director, director, yeah. Thank you for filling in all these little stopgaps. This is this is teamwork, you know, yeah, it's all yeah. we are, we're team. But he had turned around at the beginning and said that these guys need to practice. Mm-hmm. Right? Now McElroy didn't practice as much as everyone else, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like it took him three days of practice to play the round, figure to it figure out. it out. Now I know he still only had seventy. 72, 72, you know, that kind of way, so, and then a 70. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like they were necessarily ridiculously bad scores. It didn't put him out of the competition, but at the same time, he then all of a sudden went birdie, 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 yeah. birdie, 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 got the greens, got the greens, and then nearly won. Yeah, he figured it out, you know, so maybe, I think you're right, I think a couple of extra practice rounds may have helped on such an unusual golf course, and I think pretty much everyone's in agreement. It is a really highly unusual golf course. But a lot of people I've spoken to about it have said that they they thought it was ridiculous at the beginning, but then it's like it got strangely addictive. You know, as the rounds went on, they were yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is hilariously amazing. Shane Lowry said that. He said, you know, you get used to it and you kind of... in a, like it seemed it. like in a masochistic way they were kind of starting those guys who were up the top were starting to enjoy it. They're like, they this is a bit of a different roller coaster we're yeah. on. And, you know... Like, like was it, Jack Nicholas always says, look, I just, you got to go and play what's in front of you and embrace the challenge. He goes, when I heard people moaning about golf courses before the week, I knew they were one less person I had to beat that week. They got to love, he's got to love that when you're up against 156 guys and say 75% of them are going, "Mm, mm, mm, hate the golf course, blah, blah, blah. Great, that's 75% of the field. I don't have to worry about beating. My chances of winning have increased exponentially. Sorry, I know that thing that Rob Lee said. Yes. He turned around and he said that it was the one golf course that he's, uh, watched or played that uh, uh, he had to wait so long before saying great shot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It's very good. He can't, it just Every time he was like, a oh, great shot, and then all of a sudden it'd roll, and then it would keep rolling and keep rolling. Yeah. He turned around and said, how long do we have to wait? Actually, do you know what? Good, in, a, in what, just under three weeks' time, we could have something very similar in St. Andrews. We've had some very very warm weather here the last you know last week it's been lovely and the last couple of days here in ireland and particularly in the uk it's been very hot like in london today at wimbledon it was up to 41 degrees no now up in scotland it's a little bit cooler as we all know but it's 23 degrees so you know you throw some sunshine some dry air and you know it doesn't even need to be that hot to start drying out a Lynx golf course they could have St. Andrews running like concrete. Yeah. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And we're into that kind of semi-link season. They don't have a name for it in the European Tour yet, but we've got you know, the Austin Open to France, Scottish Open, and then the Open Championship coming up. So I'm um, kind of getting excited about that, doing my research for today. But it's good, you know, this firm, fast stuff. Oh, I yeah, thought it was great. It's, it's, like, it's a different know, type of golf. And the, the pros don't like it because it's unpredictable. Yeah. But play what's in front of you. Play what's in front of you and <coughs> learn how to play it. Um, somebody who learned how to play it remarkably well was Louis Oosthuizen after oh. his opening round 77 playing with the anchor that is Tiger Woods these days. Yeah. He went on to after 66, 66, 66. destroy the field in the last three days. He was so far ahead of the rest of them. Yeah. It was just, it, it wasn't even a contest. Just unfortunately got off to such a slow start. Uh, he finished his back nine on Sunday with a 29. Yeah. Awesome. 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 And I love watching Lucy play golf. Like his swing is wonderful. It, it, it does remind me golf. a little bit my McElroy swing. It has like beautiful flow and rhythm to it. It's just it's a pretty golf swing. But they say that Ustay's uh, swing is the best swing in golf. It, it could very well be. McElroy's is, is a beautiful swing, mm. but it's technically not perfect. It's technically Rory's. It's technically yeah. Rory's, and that's what makes him him. Ustazen. You know, Ustazen is just technically, supposedly now, yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. 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 Allegedly, it's a great word. Yeah, allegedly, yeah. perfectly, technique-wise. Let's just give him the podcast Swing of the Week. Swing of the Week? Yeah, Swing of the Week for me. And like, the one thing I'll say about him is the fact that, and I did mention it last week, is that he's been suffering back-wise and all that kind of stuff over the last mm-hmm. while. He's only coming back into form. Um, I am actually, this is my big, and I said it last week, I'm going... Louis stays in to win the Open in St. Andrews. Good. I, I love that call. I said this because of the fact that he has won a major before. Mm-hmm. And where did he win it? There. St. Andrews. Mm-hmm. He won the Open whatever amount of time ago. He, he killed back it. back into form. Yeah. And he killed it. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I think that was the year McElroy started off with a 63 and then went 90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at him because I, I went, can get nowhere near to 90. Yeah, <laughs> went full amateur. Uh <laughs> 
Usti's fellow South African Brandon Grace I was quite oh. excited about him because I had a bet on him so and everything was going swimmingly well until boom he had a Tiger Woods tee shot on 16, 16 uh, vicious wide and that just knocked him you know, hit him for 6 uh, literally I think it was a double bogey yeah. so um, unfortunately that that killed his chances but great performance it, and like the leaderboard was really interesting the US Open it was a huge international flavour but three South Africans in the top seven or eight including Charles Fortzel. Yeah, you know those firm fast courses the Aussies were up there as well yeah. Jason Day Adam Scott you know, it shows that a lifetime of experience and growing up playing these type of courses pays dividends to these and guys. And also McElroy and Lowry were there, top ten. There you know? go, yeah. Firm, fast, links, course experience, yeah. life experience in it. And then there was Dustin Johnson with his ridiculous power, you know, leading the PGA Tour driving distance by... I think he was, his average driving distance that week was like nearly 340 in the US Open or something. Ah, but sure, what do you think they... And one of the holes, I think, was a seventh or something like that. It's off the tee, it's uphill, everything. And they said that he... You know, this was playing the hardest hole of the yeah. course for, you know, the mere mortals like uh, Schwarzel or whatever, right? And he hit a drive 345 yards uphill yeah. and left himself a wedge into the seventh, which was like playing index, as we would call it, index one. Yeah, yeah the hardest hole of the course, yeah, supposedly. Yeah, the toughest, the oh. toughest, because they don't obviously have indices. Um, but, like, he was just ridiculous. Now, the thing about it is you have to feel sorry for the guy because, yeah. you know, even watching those uh, films that are on Sky Sports at the moment, you know, they have the little snippets 15, 20 minutes long. 2010, he was there uh, in the US Open. You know, he had a blow-up. He was 7 over for his first five holes or something. Pebble like Beach. Pebble Beach. Pebble. Yeah, thankfully, yeah. McDowell won it. So it's great for, let's say, Irish golf, Northern mm. Irish golf, whatever. Um, but he's been there, thereabouts now a few times. And Whistling Straits as well. Whistling Straits. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. also what we have is Whistling Straits <coughs> coming up again. We do, um, indeed. So, like, you know, you're talking about, like, he is there, thereabouts. Yeah. I personally, someone's turned around, I think it was James said last week that he, you know, oh, he's there, he's there, he's going to win one, he's going to win one. And I think I made the point of saying, well, I think everyone said that Garcia was going to do the same thing. Yeah, you did say that last week. That was a really good point. So should we just stop? Have to win should one. we just stop predicting that people will win something, or that they should just, win, and one. just let it happen? Yeah, yeah. Just say, listen, if it's going to be theirs, it's going to be theirs. Yeah. You know, the fact that was really annoying is that DJ had a put to win, then he had a put to tie, then he had a put. You know, so did, yeah. So do you kind of say like, did Jordan Spieth win it, or did Johnson lose it, like, or did he really lose it? Or but like the funny thing about it is that you just said there a couple of minutes ago that Brandon Grace had a. You know, a, a swing on sixteen that pretty much knocked him for six. That lost him. That effectively did or, it. Yeah. Like, the fact was, then they came to seventeen. Jordan Speed then double bogeyed. Yeah. And Brandon Grace had a put for a birdie that just stayed on the hole. Mm-hmm. That would have got him back tied with the lads. Yeah. It's... You know that kind of way. So he had opportunities to get back, and you know, Speed played that hole very well. We're not even talking about Speed yet. The, the ridiculous phenomenon that is the guy that will never go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's he's magnetic to the top of the leaderboards. Anyway, it was unfortunate from Dusty. I thought he kind of seemed to rush that four footer that he missed to to, uh, to tie speed and send it into the eighteen hole playoff. Yeah, this uh, speed was ridiculous. Just really, really, really good. He just he says he didn't have his A game with him for the tournament. He was playing his better golf before the tournament started. But like he just even when he's not playing well, he just has a way of just grinding it out and he doesn't even seem to grind he seems to like his effortless way to just get the ball around in, in a good score well the thing about it is that he is the best putter in the world yeah, yeah. so the fact of the matter is even if you're having a bad day and it takes you three shots to get onto the green and you, if you're a good putter yeah that's still a par yeah exactly uh, and he's it, rolling in putts from 30 foot you know yeah, he's, he's just he's he's great to watch like he just goes around he's, he just seems very chilled out he has his intensity as well when it when when you know in the moment. Um, I really enjoy watching him play golf. I really enjoy watching him play good golf and be up there at the top of the leaderboards. He makes it exciting and interesting. And the funny thing is, when you're watching him play golf, he doesn't have the most uh, um, attractive swing. Nope. Um, you know he he just has a good attitude at the moment. He pretty much thinks he's unbeatable, and he is at the moment. Uh, so the records show he's so he's going to be so dangerous. Uh, he's going probably going to play the John Deere Classic the week before the British Open. That's the one he won there three years ago, 2012. Yeah. Um, That's where he chipped in from the bunker. Exactly. It was a 2012, 2013. Sorry, I might be wrong on that. Uh, well, I know the one you're talking people about. Be, yeah, we all Allegedly. Know, yeah. Allegedly, yeah, allegedly <laughs> it was that year. Uh, excuse me for muddling my ears. But anyway, he's going to go there. The crowds love him there. They're going to be like building him up to be, you know, 
he's just going to get a great confidence boost before he goes over to the Oakland St. Andrews. Um, well, I just personally think that he's going to be, he's be gonna McElroy be, to win or it'll be Ustazen. Yeah, I think Speed's going to be dangerous there anyway. He, he will be there or thereabouts. Like, it, you just can't be, can't not be the way he's playing golf at the moment. Yeah. So okay, the US Open. We could we could talk about it a lot. We did we did a huge amount last week. Um, thanks. I think sorry. Moment of the competition though for me. Okay. Yeah. This was my final final word. Final word. This was my moment of the competition. Was on the final day, and I know you're going to hate me for this because it's McElroy, right? Go for it. I was watching this, and I kept on getting like little messages from people because I was watching it a couple of hours behind. Right? Mm, oh and I no! Kept, I kept, no, no, it was fine. Were they, they were they were spoilers. No, no it was okay. kind of like you know you must be uh, you know you must be getting a little bit of a boner at the moment over McElroy. <laughs> These are a couple of guys from the podcast who were obviously followers, you know the kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Who were obviously sending me tweets or whatever. You know, okay. the kind of way. And uh, I got one from a friend of mine, James. <laughs> he sent me a lovely picture, James. Thanks. I'll leave it up to your imagination. But uh, it was like you must be getting a bit of a, a, a bit of a boner over McElroy. And I went, shush, shush, shush. I've been a couple of hours behind. So I ended up watching it. And I must say, he was playing with, um, oh, what's your man, the Australian guy? Um, not Day, not uh, the other guy. Leishman? No, no, no. Ogilvy? Uh, no. Uh, oh, here. I'm Senden. 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 Okay. Sorry, excuse me. I know, yeah. But and they came to the 13th or the 12th or the 13th. And McElroy na- Senden nailed a putt from like seventy foot. Yeah, and then McElroy nailed a putt from seventy foot as well, with about fifty foot of break as well. Oh, it was hilarious! <laughs> but they said that the biggest that was to bring him back to that was to bring him to two under at yeah. that stage, and they said that the roar was huge. from the crowd was the loudest roar that they'd heard all week. Yeah. And it could have been heard. It was like a cacophony of sound yeah. all the way around, and everyone must have been looking up at the leaderboards, going, "Whoa." And the thing is, that's in a the Chambers Bay is a, in a quarry, so it's a bowl. It's so a bowl. Everything's great. It's like a big stadium. They said it was just electric. The wow, wow! So that was my moment of the tournament, like you know, because it was just at that moment I thought to myself, "Your boy was nearly he was yeah, going yeah. to win." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like in a way, no one else was making a move. You know. Anyway, that was it. Right. Last words. Uh, final thanks, though, to Steve Bamford for helping us preview the US Open uh, a couple of weeks back. He is from GolfBettingSystem.co.uk. Uh, check those guys out they have brilliant pre-tournament previews predictions and stat sheets very helpful for fantasy golf and or the odd flutter if you're that way inclined he's also on twitter at bamford golf so thank you to steve and we will have him back on for the open championship preview in a couple of weeks time last week on the lpga tour um was the walmart northwest arkansas championship um or was that the week before sorry i'm getting a little bit lost now because that was the week week before before. my bad Nigel Choi won at 15 under by two shots from Mika Miyazato. You're so much better than James at this. I try, I try, I try really hard. So when you say it really fast, it shows confidence. Absolutely. You know, he always turns out at the beginning and goes, I'm going to have a go with this. Yeah. You know, say it confidently and fast. Will Griffith? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, Peter Griffin. Yeah, Peter Griffin. <laughs> So that was the LPGA Tour two weeks ago because Barry's getting his dates mixed up. Uh, the Seniors Tour uh, held the US Senior Open last week from Del Paso Country Club in Sacramento, California, not a million miles away from where the US Open was in Chambers Bay. Colin Montgomery was defending, and this was pretty exciting. I watched, I got to see a little bit of this uh, here and there over the weekend. And going into Sunday, there were I'd say about twenty guys within within a good shout of having a chance of winning this tournament. Nice. And Jeff Maggers decided to just blow that out of the water, not give them a chance, and went around a very impressive final round, 65 to win by two shots from Monty. So, you know, credit to Monty for putting up a really good defense of his title. You know, finishing second is no uh, no shame at all in that. But like, the, uh, sorry, I know we're going to, I'm, I'm going back, but to prove a point, Monty mm-hmm. at the US Open, you know, the big boy US Open? Yeah. He was playing. Some serious guy. In round one, yeah, yeah. Round one, round two, like you know, just to make the cut. Just to make the cut, mm. but like if he if he had been putting a little bit better, he like I mean I saw him missing putts from like two, three foot. Really, for wow. birdie, like you know the kind of way, and like he would. Someone said it. I think it was Butch Harmon turned around and said that Monty could have been leading after the first round. Yeah, it's very, it was a very impressive performance considering how his age and, and the distance, the distance, the length of the golf course, and just how brutal a physical test it is just to walk it alone. You know, yeah. well, like it, uh, Dustin Johnson was hitting seven, eight, nine wedges into holes that Monty was hitting rescues. Yeah, so uh, very, very impressive performance. James was 
unbelievably excited. You're better than him. You had 500 to 1 bet on Monty. I think James loves these kind of, um, not nostalgia bets, but kind of warm, fuzzy feeling bets. Even rom com. Yeah, even, yeah, rom com bets. That's it. Rom, James's bets are rom com bets, like the one where Tio placed on Nick Faldo for the Open Championship with Nick yeah, is playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that, you know. Uh, he, he'll, <laughs> he'll never win it, but James is almost happy to sacrifice a couple of euro just to say, oh, I had a. Uh, you know, a couple of euro each way on Nick Faldo at 18,000 to 1 <laughs> to win the Open Championship, you know? He just, he, I think it's, it's just, like, it's he's like, he's on Kevin Costner to win Tim Cup. Exactly. <laughs> he's, he's happy to just kind of pay for the good story. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I gotta love him for, I love him for that. So, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, fair play to Jeff Maggart on winning the US Seniors Open. Okay, the European Tour went to the BMW International Open. Uh, I was stuck in work both Saturday and Sunday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday this week, and I was coming back from Carn on Thursday, so I saw absolutely zero of this, unfortunately. I was watching it, uh, tracking the scores on the European Tour app. Did you see any little I snippets? Saw, I saw a little bit of it. You know, I yeah. had it recorded here, but I was so far, you know, doing my own golf stuff at the weekend. Ah, with the Senior Cup. Senior Cup, mm. Metro Cup, all that kind of stuff, that literally I was coming home at the, in the evening time and trying to press play, Yeah. and I was falling asleep. Ah, sure. Yeah. You know, and it was very, t- very tough, but, uh, you know, I, Lorazabal, you know, he's a great golfer when he gets his game going. Yes, yeah. He's been, he's been showing a bit of form recently, and uh, so it was very impressive final round 66 you to win. You must excited watching the, the, the score tracker if uh, Stenson... My boy Stenson, yeah. It actually, it was nice not to have any bet on him this week, but I did say he was seemingly trending in the right direction, so I definitely uh we'll be looking to keep money on Stenson now in the coming weeks, uh even just to get places on him. You know, it's he looks if he's playing that good, you know, good at golf, you're gonna get your money back and a good a good run yeah, at a win and maybe a little bit of profit off the place. So striking the ball so well. Yeah, yeah. And as Steve Bamford said, Stenson's one that you can see his wins coming. He trends his his game trends towards a win. So uh, this was a strong indication that there yeah, might well, be a win. Like I was watching him on the first day because uh, he was playing with it was Stenson, Keimer, and um, Lowry were playing mm. together. So I was watching them. Now they didn't really kick off very well at the beginning, and uh, they were all kind of like teetering around the place. Um, you, but like to be fair to Lowry, he actually finished quite high again. Like you know. He's beginning to just be that guy that's in and around all the top of the leaderboards at the moment, but not really pushing yeah. a little bit extra. Poor final day, 73, kind of knocked him back down the leaderboard to a tied 29. But he has taken up his special temporary membership of the PGA Tour. Yeah. So he can accept unlimited sponsors' invites between now and the end of the year. Yeah. And I think his really, good, his really good finish in the US Open will certainly get a few sponsors going, hmm, maybe, you know, put him on the shortlist at least for an invite. You know, so, and, you know, the Irish angle helps a lot as well, I think. So oh, he, I expect to see him in a few tournaments over in the States before the end of the year. He actually doesn't need to earn that much more in his appearances over there. He's got two more with the WGC and the USPGA anyway. He doesn't need to earn that much more to actually earn his US tour card, tour card for yeah. next season. So uh, really good for Shane. Um, oh, Shane's just stuff. getting better and better yeah. uh, with each competition that he plays in. Yeah. And uh, he... he justifying his spot like that US opening that I'm back up to number 44 in the world mm. which means that he's back into the, the, the all important top 50 for you know the masters for everything. and all that kind of stuff like yeah. you know so fair play to him like, the, you know? the magic door the magic keys the magic door that gets you into everything and you know playing in the US in those fields you're playing against higher quality fields with higher ranking points available it's just it's kind of a if you're playing well it's cyclical towards the top so you know the only way is up for Shane or so it would seem right now Brilliant stuff. I hope it continues. Okay, where were we going to go next? The Travelers Championship, where Bubba Watson uh, just seemed to want it more than anybody else because before the tournament even started, he said, I love this tournament. I get to hit, you know, this hole I get to hit driver wedge, driver wedge next hole. Three, I hit driver wedge. Four, I hit driver nine iron. Five, I hit driver eight iron. And he said, I'm only saying eight or nine iron here because I don't want to say wedge for every hole. He says he can just go in with short clubs on pretty much every hole in that course and... Look, he went ahead and won it, you know. But but I have to, I have to say I did watch a little bit of this, and on the last round, Paul Casey, who was only coming back from injury again, he's been struggling to get back and back after he had that terrible skiing injury. I think it was mm-hmm. where he broke his leg skiing. Uh, he is really coming back. Like I know, even in the match play earlier on this year, he uh, 
he was playing McElroy and it went into extra holes and then he got sick the night yeah. before they had to come back out and play extra holes in the morning time. He's already lost in a playoff this year in California. Well, yeah. the club in Los Angeles. It'll come back to me much like your Rob yeah, Lee yeah. thing. We'll come back to him in but a second. Like, the thing about it is he was playing really, really well and uh, you know he birdied 15 and six or 16 and 17 potentially um, to get back up into the lead. Like Bubba nearly threw it away because like uh, Paul Casey was coming at him mm. and then Bubba bogeyed uh, a hole on the way back in yeah, he's been so for all his driver and wedge yeah. you know he was putting his drivers then into the into the bunkers he, like I remember one particular hole they always say that last four holes in the Travellers because it's all around the lake mm. that anything can happen right and I remember like Bubba was just a little bit off a little bit ragged in the last four holes it was like he he thought he had it in the bag, potentially, uh, allegedly. Allegedly <laughs> had it in the bag. And, word uh, the week. kind of threw it away. Now, I didn't, I fell asleep again when they were doing the playoff, so I didn't actually see what happened, but I believe it was a two-hole playoff. Two-hole playoff, and uh, in case he got in trouble in the second hole, and Bubba had like two or three putts from eight foot, yeah. and he holed the first the one. The first so, one, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm delighted to see Paul Casey come back, because he's a nice guy, allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and let's not predict any wins for him, but he's playing good golf and putting nice himself in good, good positions, yeah. so... Um, I said, I genuinely think he could have won that match play if he wasn't sick. He could have. If he, he had beaten McElroy, I think he could have got on to win. Let's not make any predictions on what happened in past events. Kind of difficult. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Open Championship qualifiers quickly. Four guys qualified from this event. The Open Championship qualifying series is on at the moment, where the top guy, the guys, top three or four in the top ten, finishing the tournament in the top ten, who aren't already qualified for the Open Championship get into the Open Championship. So those who booked their tickets last week, Luke Donald, Graham Delette, Carl Peterson, and Brian Harmon. So very good. Luke Donald, there's a lot of like, yeah. him and Hall about, will he make it in, will he make it in? He's done it. He's got yeah. the pressure off. And he's, he's been playing some nice golf. And this might be, this might be one of the things that was kind of worrying him or irking him or felt like a cloud above him. The Open Championship qualifying series, uh, just quickly go through these. There was four, um, four events. One yeah. of them was won, the Woburn one was won by Irishman Paul Dunn. Who from has Greystones, bought, yeah, from yeah. Greystones, really close to us? Who this is his second year in a row to qualify for the Open. He won the qualifier in Woburn ahead With a 65 of, in the yeah, second yeah, round, really, 70 65. Really impressive. And the likes of Rutif Goosen were qualified, yeah. Actually. And Robert Dinwiddie, they both qualified from there. Now, Goosen, fair play to him, he only had like four hours kip on him before after coming from Germany to go play in the qualifier. Yeah. The Royal Sank Port were Ben Taylor, Gary Boyd and Alistair Balcombe made it through from there. Ben Taylor held a winning putt at the NCAA Championships for LSU. In Hillside, Niebrugge, Arnold and Edberg made it through. Uh, Niebrugge was a member of the 2013 Walker Cup team. And at Gales Links, Mark Young, Ryan Fox and Paul Kinnear made it through. No relation to Greg, I don't think. Allegedly not. Allegedly. Yeah, so um, five of those 12 guys are amateurs. So it's a nice little flavour to the Open Championship, which uh, we will preview in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, moving quick preview of tournaments next week. Um, the LPGA is on a break for a week. Um, the week and the following week they have the US Women's Open from Lancaster Country Club. So we'll uh, talk a little bit about that next week. The European Tour moves to the first leg of its uh, un- as yet untitled Lynx Swing. I think we need to get this. In. We need to get this. Trend. We need to get this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hashtag Link Swing. Yeah. So the Alstom Open to France has taken place at Le Golf National Paris. Come on, GMAC. Uh, Paris. GMAC is the double defending champion. Uh, he's going for a three-peat, which is really, really impressive. This course will be hosting the Ryder Cup in 2018. I yeah. Think. Yeah. If I am correct on that. And we will just pull up the odds quickly. Um, GMAC. Is, is GMAC? Yeah, I doubt he'll be that, that long. He GMAC is twenty five to one. It's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah. He's not playing tasty. golf at the moment. Well, he, do you know what? He went into this last year on the back of a miscut, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and like the thing is, it was a case that it wasn't even him winning it; it was everyone else losing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To battle through, if I remember correctly, like he didn't play particularly well, and he just. Obviously, he had the knowledge in the back of his head that he knew the course had won there before. The grit and determination. Yeah, that's what it was. So, market leader is Francesco Molinari, 14 to 1. Martin Keimer, 22s, as is Lee Westwood. Jamie Donaldson, 25, along with Graham McDowell. Brendan Steele, getting over for a little bit of linksy kind of practice before yeah, the yeah. Open Championship, is 28 to 1. As is Alexander Levy, Richie Ramsey, Danny Willett, uh, joining on 28 to 1. Soren Kelson, recent winner on tour, and second place the following week is 30 to 1. Don Chai Jai Di is playing very well at the moment. They're also 30-1. Rafa Cabrera Bayo, who's been showing a lot of form recently and probably should have won one at least once in the last two weeks. 
He is 33 to 1, as is Grio, Viesberger, Warren Howell, and 35 and 1 uh, and out the rest. Paddy Power, who we take our odds from, are paying seven places this week. Crucially, they're going one fifth of the odds instead of one quarter of the odds. So okay. uh, it could be a week to try to find an outsider, maybe. Uh, yeah. You know, even just get that place is nice. The extra Nick place. Faldo? Nick Faldo is um, no. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you ten thousand to one on Nick if you want to put a bet on. <laughs> I don't. Think get it. We get on to James. Yeah, I don't think. He's, I don't think he's teeing it up. But James might take the bet anyway. Just say I backed Faldo for the front. They opened to France. It was uh, yeah, a good run until he just didn't make his tee time. The highest odds a thousand to one, but if you get onto Betfair, you, know, you might get or some one of the other bookies, you might get a much higher than a thousand to one. Paddy rarely go higher than a thousand to one. Who is thousand to one, or is it thousand to one? I'm not going to list all fifteen guys. Which one? Um, Jean Pierre Versailles. Okay, he's our uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's our outside tip. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Imagine so, we get the yeah, everyone betting him. The odds went down to like seven yeah. to one. I really like this. I really like this course. I'm definitely going to watch, if not record, a little bit of it. The PJ Tour moves to the Greenbrier Classic at the Old White TPC in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, and that sounds like a place you could definitely live. That sounds very nice altogether. It is 2,000 foot above sea level, so the ball will be flying a little bit further this week. Yeah, it's quite a scorable golf course. Uh, so you know, all types of golfers can contend. You know, whether they're long or short off the tee. And Tiger tees it up with Ankel Cabrera defending. So Tiger's paired with Steve Stricker and David Lingmert. So I think he the, likes Stricker. He does. The, I think the guys at the Greenbrier, the committee at the Greenbrier, are trying to do him a solid by putting him with somebody here he likes to yeah. play golf with. Uh, very quickly, because we don't want to hold you guys here forever and ever. Uh, Bubba Watson is ten to one, clear market leader. Paul Casey twenty twos, Patrick Reed twenty fives, as is Webb Simpson, who's got a very good record here. Yeah. Oosthausen, Holmes, Haas are 28 to 1. Kevin Kisner is 31, as is Graham Dillette, who's in good form at the moment. Keegan Bradley is 33 to 1. 33 to 1. 33. Uh, George McNeil is 40 to 1, as is Tony Finnow, Kevin Na, Justin Thomas. 45 to 1 is Brandon Todd. And Daniel Berger, Russell Henley, Pat Perez are 50 to 1. And the rest of the field are 55 to 1 and out. I have. Not had a chance to go through a bit of detailed work on who I might back this week. Paul Casey. So, Paul Casey is Will's selection. Uh, Paul's, yeah. There we go. Okay. That's um, my selection anyway. Tiger Woods was supposedly smashing the ball in practice again. Today, oh, yeah, yeah. He's practicing in, like a demon every there time. There we go. Was it nine, nine greens in regulation, nine fairies in the front nine? And yeah. Saying he's feeling great, but... It's just funny. You talked about it last week when you put it up to the... The pro, yeah. But the pro for my dad's team, Pat Garrity, he's out of Druids. And uh, he's actually brilliant for anybody who is looking for kind of a golf psychologist as well. He's just he's very good. A great teacher, but also great on the mental side of things. He saw Tiger's swing on the first tee box and went, nope. And he took a bet from one of the guys on Tiger at better than the odds the bookies had. He just said, no, it's gone. He just can't seem to translate his beautiful smooth swing from the range because we were watching on the range beforehand to the actual competition. So uh, as soon as he figures that out, he'll be dangerous because he's oh, able yeah. to hit all those shots on the range. And you know they had him with shot tracer, and they were showing like the back to back to back shots, and they were like he's hitting all the nine different shots. You know the the low right, the low center, the low left. You know the mid highs and the high levels of all them. Amazing, but once he gets into the golf course, different animal. He just turns into like this hundred and fifty percent speed swinging out of sync amateur. Unfortunately, yeah. So he'll get it back, and this is a nice, easy course that might kind of help him find four reasonably solid rounds and give him a little bit of a stepping stone towards is it automatic it. qualification. This or have to make a cut for the Open Championship. No, oh, this one? No, no. This is. I mean, I'm just saying. No, there is a cut on this, but you <laughs> might have a slightly easier time with a course that's not so difficult I to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I know some competitions there are four rounds that you can. Oh play. yeah, yeah. That's usually the WGCs yeah, have no yeah. cut in them. Well, that's because um, they only invite what the top fifty. They usually have about seventy-five, eighty in them. So okay. yeah, yeah. Though I don't know whether they should actually do a little cut on those anyway, for, because there's some guys who are just fifteen, twenty over in those events, or just not playing well. I said they the last might be there. Well they, well, they might. Well, they might want to go work on the range. Then again, they might just go. Actually, you know, I got a chance to work on my game and competition. So, it, it, you know, you, you got to spin these things positive, I guess. Listen, um, thanks a million. For, we're going to wrap it up. So, yeah, thanks a million to everybody for listening. As Will yawns, we're going to let 
Will. So, that was not yawning. That's a terrible thing to say. That was an alleged yawn. Yeah, an alleged yawn. Um, thank you very much to everybody for listening. Sorry for the trouble last week. Uh, we're going to try to get a solution in place, a lockdown solution for the. We week. just can't take holidays. No holidays, yeah. We'll just sit in the studio here. <laughs> yeah, we'll just stay in our studio all the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Wait for your tweets. Uh, or just don't take holidays on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, don't forget to enter that competition for Karn. It is free to enter, of course, and one of you will win a prize. We'll, uh, we will assure you of that. Um, yeah. Put our reputation on the line or uh, or give you Jerry's home address so you can go knock on his door to get the voucher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll put up the tweet on our Twitter account and you guys just fire out a retweet or do a fresh tweet. There's no bonus points for doing a fresh tweet. All entries will be accepted in that way. And uh, our Twitter for that, just in case you missed it, is at PodcastGTS. The email, if you need something longer than 40 char- 140 characters, is a good talk spoiled at gmail.com. Will, thank you very much Thanks, for Barry. joining us on the show this week. It See was good fun. James, if you're listening, uh, they rock DC, out. rock out and uh, enjoy the golf, everybody, and we'll talk to you all next week. Bye, bye, huh? Well, you're fine. Bye bye.